Okay, so styling out for me is about how I approach life. So it's, I suppose, my mantra that um, whether things are going really well, because that's great, because I can absolutely style it out, or whether things aren't going so well and it's my way of dealing with that, say, come on, I suppose other people would say, you know, book up or, you know, kind of um, pull your britches up or whatever it would be. For me, it's no, come on, let's style this out. We can do this, let's style it out. So is style it out an appearance thing? No, no, it's much more than that. It becomes an appearance thing. Um, for me, it becomes, it's an outward thing. So it's however you as, or me as an individual, I guess, um, looks at life or en enables me to, to kind of feel better about something or to feel good about something. So for me, it would be an outward appearance thing because it would be putting on something really bright and something that makes me feel good and something that helps me to feel that I can tackle a situation or something that's congratulatory because I did something really well. So I think, yay, you know, I want to wear something really bright. Um, but for other people, if I was to say to them, style it out, it could be whatever matters to them. It wouldn't have to be about putting on, you know, something ridiculously bright with gold chains on and sort of bright red lipstick. It would be whatever works for them. Debbie, you're the founder of Styling It Out. I am. Uh, Debbie, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay, so yeah, my name is Debbie Marriott Lavery. I'm currently um, Chief Executive of uh, Places for People Living Plus, which is an organisation that provides care, support and accommodation for individuals with very complex needs. So this could be um, people who are now in later life and have complex issues, which mean that they need support through independent living, or it could be people who are younger, um, who have at the moment a chaotic lifestyle. So they have challenges, this could be around homelessness, it could be people who are fleeing domestic abuse, um, it could be young parents, refugees, anybody who find themselves at a period in their, in their lives where they need help to get back into independent living and helping them to find their own social purpose. And to your, let me get this right, to your left hand side is your right hand man. It's my girl Friday. Your girl Friday. <laughs> and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> and occasionally Saturday, Sunday, if I'm having a party. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abby, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, and... so I'm um, Abby Holden. I am currently Head of Business Support for Places for People Living Plus. Um, I joined the organisation as, as Debbie's personal assistant and have developed into the role. Um, so, yeah. Debbie talks about styling it out. And this has turned into something now, so styling it out is something, but... Have you always seen styling it out with Debbie and, and maybe the way she works and the way she leads even? Um, I have, although I, I think it's, it's been Debbie's mantra for a long time, but I've not only known Debbie for the last couple of years, but it absolutely is how I see Debbie and it completely fits her her persona, her working persona and at home, which is it's not incredibly different, but um, but I see I see. That in, in Debbie day in day out she is such an inspirational person people are naturally I think drawn to Debbie because they love to hear Debbie's opinion so we're outsiders so next to me is Victoria hello and my name's Simon and um, we're here learning about this and and I think um, we started this journey with you and and um, probably thought we would 
think this would go a certain way into what styling out was and I think we've had many conversations outside of meeting with you where we see we see this going on all the time around us and we see this is a real front that people can take a lot from and uh, it can really help you in life I, I know myself personally like I know when I'm going to win a situation um, whatever that situation will be and it's how I go into it mentally um, and I think that's what I took from those sort of our previous conversations about styling it out it's um, it's that look it's okay not to be okay, which yeah, I know is this absolutely. this phrase people are throwing around. But um, but we're a bit more in control of that, and and sometimes we we have to understand that. And then what can we do on the back of it? So I think I think your mantra, if that's the word, is is something that I've thought about for quite some time, but never really put into action. If that makes sense, mm. it's there, it's ticked on, but it's become a bit more tangible now. So I think you've um, brought it to life, haven't you? The whole mantra. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's what's important, though, isn't it? Because you, you also, if you've got something like that that's, that, that you say, then you there should be something behind it, and it shouldn't just be something that you know is a strap line of, of yours. Because then it becomes cheesy. Mm. It's like no, I think it. You know, I I've just explained the the, the kind of work that, that we do, and and I've always worked in those sorts of environments, and so I've seen a lot of life and and, and experienced you know stuff myself as well, and. Um, it, it, it is something that's real. You know, it, we are in a society where we are faced with challenges and, and it is okay to be okay. And, you know, you need to do or you need to say or you need to believe in, in something to, to, to get you through all that and, and to, to, to make you happy. And, you know, so styling it out for me, no matter what is going on, it's that one thing that I can go back to, my happy place that makes me think, gets me back in the room and gets me back moving and shaking again. Okay, so I guess the next obvious question is, where is that happy place? Hmm. Where is that happy place? Well, I, I mean, I, I think I'm lucky that I have a, a very positive kind of outlook on life anyway. Um, so I can usually find a positive out of, of, of a negative in some way, shape or form. You know, there's always that, ah, well, never mind, blah, blah, blah. You know, I can, I can normally do that. Um, but... In terms of styling it out and, and that happy place for me, um, it's it's being, I suppose, mentally fulfilled, it's being mentally challenged, it's being contented, um, it's it's having kind of, I suppose, excitement in my life in one sense, but peace in another. I don't know if mm. that makes sense, um, but that's kind of where I'm at. And so um, I love the hustle and bustle of every day. I, I love getting up in the morning. I love coming to work. I love what we do. I love getting ready to come to work. I love thinking about what it is that I'm going to wear today that will probably cause a stir or a scene, you know, particularly in a boardroom. Um, that just kind of gives me a little kind of inner sort of giggle I suppose I love doing all of that but then I love being very sensible and delivering the messages that I have to do um, I love running around at 100 miles an hour I, I, I love I love life I absolutely do but there are times that that life becomes tiresome becomes difficult becomes challenging becomes all-consuming um, and then I take myself to my super happy place and um, which is where I just sort of get a little bit self-indulgent and go into a room where I paint um, and that's how I then style it out mm. um, and I think for me if I didn't have that 
I don't know whether I'd have all that positivity, whether I'd have all that energy, I don't know. But it seems to be that point in me where I'm kind of like some sort of mobile phone that like it's the, it's, I'm on, I get to the stage where I'm on like a hundred percent battery and I'm like, yeah, and I'm running around. It's all crazy. And then, you know, throughout the kind of the day or the week, that battery starts to ebb away. And then I get to that bit which says low power mode. So I have to kind of plug myself back in and plugging myself back in is getting in that room, getting a canvas, just absolutely getting that paint and just immersing myself, even if it's just for an hour into this world of Debbie, I guess. Mm. And we've seen some of the creations of the world of Debbie <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I love painting. And I love people appreciating that art. That's because it's very subjective and you put yourself out there. And of course, you know, there's bound to be people look at it and go, really, what is that? Or my three-year-old could do better than that. <laughs> and actually, I don't care about that because it's not about that. It's about me just just getting such fulfillment out of it and coming out of that room and being 100% charged again. Mm. Okay, I get that, I get that totally. So do we know our happy places or our super happy places? Do you know, Abby? Well, mine would be a a, a creative thing, really, but I like to, outside of work, I like to, I tend to kind of always have a project or something I'm doing, whether it be um, something crafty, I like to do things, you know, make, you know, make things. So recently I've made some wedding invites for my soon-to-be daughter-in-law's wedding which I'm really 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 thrilled about Um, and um, she's got something completely bespoke that's come you know a bit of guidance from her but that's kind of those are the things I like to do and I've probably spent probably like 20 hours really doing all of that but it's time well spent yeah does it let you switch off from like the day-to-day stuff because yeah because when I'm doing that you know, I'm not. I'm not picking up my phone. I'm just yeah. completely immersed in that in that task. Uh, I'm not looking at the phone. I'm, I've not even got any music I'm listening to. I'm doing it. I'm just completely silently focused on mm. what I'm doing. That's been really nice. So I'm currently without without side projects at the mm. moment. So I'm very <laughs> looking for the next one. So that um, I was just thinking though, as you're speaking about it. So when you start defining it as a happy place and a super happy place, um, are you actually choosing and, and picking these side projects and thinking like I need a side project to actually recharge to go back into life do you, do you yeah, take that mindset I, into it I recognize that it, that it actually that is something that I need and that and that's why I like doing things like that because I think we should all recognize that you do need life can't all be about the day-to-day and, and the work and it is busy and you do need that that outlook that quiet time mm. as Debbie says to, to recharge so um, we were discussing it earlier, weren't we? Yeah. And I've said I'm currently kind of without a project and rapidly trying to find <laughs> the, the next, one, the next one, the next thing. Um, so we've got some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share? <laughs> oh um, yeah, he'll kill me. So. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it. So yeah, so I, I need to find a way to position the the, the style of um, engagement ring. I would like <laughs> to be proposed to with. Okay, <laughs> should we uh, should we divert <laughs> and talk about that now? No, I think I think we could uh, we could explore this now, couldn't we? <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> so that's a much bigger side project yeah. you're working. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there'll be lots of side projects to follow oh, as a result of it. Yeah. <laughs> creative ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really You'll get that's, fed up with uh, side projects. And <laughs> <laughs> as someone who is married uh, with my wife sat next to me, um, yeah, life is one big side project, isn't it? <laughs> 
What about yours, Vic? Have you got? I think I'm a little bit similar to you, Abby, in the sense of I quite like having projects outside of like the day to day, and it could be something like planning a trip, as, as simple as that, or even just having space to think about something else um, that's not connected with your day to day. So it could be a, a trip somewhere, a holiday. It could be I don't know. I quite like just getting out. Almost, this, this is going to sound really strange, but almost like having space to be on your own for a short period of time just to kind of think and go for a walk or, you know, those kind of things. So it's not necessarily one thing for me, like painting or art. It's kind of, it can manifest in lots of different ways. Um, but like yourself, Debbie, um, I find that when I do have those moments where I kind of take myself off and do whatever it is, you do have that, like, right, I'm fully charged now. I'm ready to go. And I feel almost like a weight is lifted because I think I've done that and now I'm on to the next thing and it does make you feel so much more energised. It does but I bet though that you feel you may have guilt beforehand yes. about taking that time for yourself because absolutely, you know, I do that Abby mm-hmm. do you do that yeah. as well because you know we're so so busy and you know you've got people to consider within mm. your life as well not just your work colleagues your, your, your family particularly and so to take that time sometimes it's it's almost a kind of a battle with yourself yes. isn't it should I shouldn't I should I shouldn't I you know that you need it and you know that if you do it then actually you will give your family mm. and your colleagues and you know your peers and everybody around you more mm. but to take that step sometimes mm. is quite difficult because mm. you think oh, am I a bad person mm. for kind of taking that time for my Myself. Absolutely, that's that's you've hit the nail on the head there. So, just from the three different happy places, they're all by yourself. They're all mm-hmm. you don't paint with someone, you don't work on those projects with someone, you don't plan those trips with someone. Um, be it that we've had this conversation <laughs> that we should. Um, but do we think that's important? Do we think that actually it's about it's about doing that thing you enjoy, but actually, is there something about being in your own head at that time as well? I think for me, there definitely is. Um, but that, but I'm very aware that I spend an inordinate amount of my time with people. You know, it's it's mm. what I do. You know, I've just described that. I get up every day. I run teams. I'm constantly in meetings. You know, I've got family. I've got friends, and I love all that. And I think that without that, then. Um, if I didn't have it then maybe I'd be describing my happy place as going to that maybe I'm taking that for granted so whether if we were talking to other people who would probably um, have a much more isolated work life or day to day whether then their happy place is to be in a group Um, so you know a team sport Mm. you know that type of environment maybe that would be quite different so I don't know whether there is one fits all Um, but then I think even sport, I would imagine, um, I mean, my sport of choice is boxing. <laughs> As we just found As out. As we just found out. <laughs> um, which again is quite, it's still, you're in your own head, aren't you? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you like things like skiing or running, then, you know, it's very much a, a, a one person sport. You, you are on your own, aren't you, in your own thoughts while you're mm-hmm. doing that. And I guess, not that I've ever played football, but I guess even if you're part of 11 people, it's still your head and your time yeah. and you're running across that pitch yeah well that's what was going through my head so even in team sports you know it's not this communication piece what's on your mind now it's like no this is how I think I'm going to play the game this is what I think I'm going to do so it's still quite selfish I guess in a 
in a way. And I think you're right about the guilt thing. Mm. Whenever we do anything that we probably enjoy and is by ourselves, i.e. not helping other people, there, there, there comes a guilt with mm. it. Oh, definitely, definitely. So I am hearing a slightly different take on styling it out now. And I don't know if it's just an addition to it, but I'm seeing the importance of time. Mm. Yeah. Time, just actually just giving yourself some mm, time, some space. Yeah. And that, obviously styling out the obvious thing is, you know, um, do something, do something, uh, put up a front even if, if you need to put up a front or look a certain way if you need to look a certain way. But it feels like now, importantly, it's that you give yourself an opportunity to think, to yeah. enjoy, to be selfish. <laughs> yeah, I, I think in today's society, we're all very time poor. I think that's that's the way that we are. It's it's the pressures of life, isn't it? Whether that's keeping up with social media, keeping up with your family, keeping up with your work, keeping up with home, keeping up with expectation of what is right, what is what we should be doing, how we should behave. Um, so yeah, I think for me that's what styling it out is because it's probably that ability to. Um, you know, within reason, within kind of you know the legal constraints of the law, is to be able to to do what you feel that you want to do that that takes you out of that world and that that we are expected to be. So yeah, I'm going to style this out. I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to give myself time to just be me for a little while and you know make me feel that I can then start contributing again to what life expects me to do. Yeah, and. You were talking about, we were just having this conversation before we started recording this about how busy life is here now. So you guys, uh, Abby and Debbie both work at Living Plus, obviously, and things are crazy at the minute. um, And things are often crazy in terms of a work cycle. You said, and Abby, I've got a feeling this is true of you as well, but correct, that you actually enjoy the hustle and bustle of work. You enjoy it being fast paced and full on. But it's when it gets to that tipping point that, that you you forget you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. I I think um, it's it's that old adage, isn't it? You give a busy person something to do, and I think I'm I think that's actually me. You know, the kind of the busier I get, the the better I function. And but then there is a tipping point when that just becomes absolutely untenable because you're too busy. You you're not able to think about what are you going to be doing next. You're not able to think about and reflect, which I think is massively important, on what you've previously done and whether that created the value that it needed to, gave the outputs that it should have done. And, you know, are you on track to do what you need to do? Are you giving your customers what they need? Are you giving your staff what they need? Are you giving your stakeholders? Are you giving yourself? In all of those things, if you just don't have time to do that, then how can you absolutely be a high performer? Um, I'm, I'm a real advocate that there is a very much a difference between a work ethic and a performance ethic. Mm-hmm. as well um, I think we can all work hard but do we work smart you know again a bit mm-hmm. cliche but it's very true um, I constantly kind of have that debate with some of my family members around that it's kind of you know sometimes it's not just always about working hard and having presenteeism it's about performance um, it's about you know what can we do that makes us the best that we are that makes us perform that makes us perform really well and that's what styling it out is for me it's that whole thing how do I perform the best and and and, and kind of therefore live 
live up to what it is that I need to live up to to drive the success of an organisation to absolutely be at the top of my game and to continue to be at the top of your game so that's really hard to do you know to keep reinventing yourself is quite a pressure into in today's world you know that's so ever changing um, which I, I love but loving that ever changing world comes with it the pressure of whoa sometimes you know I just do want to get off this bus a little bit never mm-hmm. for very long because I wouldn't know what to do yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do this thing about going on holiday. Oh, I can't wait to go on holiday and sit on a sunbed. It literally lasts ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes me longer to get myself ready to think about how it is to lather myself in sun cream. Hmm. To do all of that probably takes I don't know forty minutes, and then sit down for ten. Yeah, and you sit bolt right upright again and go right. What's next? <laughs> Are we the same, Abby? Um, oh, I think I guess when I reach that that tipping point, I think for, for me that's a. A realization that you kind of have to almost take a step back and and either ask for the help that you need, um, bring on more support, use those closest to you, and um, if you're you know if you're able to do that, do, to, do to you do that? Ask for support, and that might be yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I'm starting to do some some more. Um, you know, use use team members and people around you, and th- just think, can somebody else help me do this um, to allow me to focus on something else? So I'm very consciously trying to do. A, um, a lot more of that when things do reach that point and also just kind of taking a step back and then regrouping and just kind of resetting mm. and refocusing what you what are your actual top priorities at the moment what do you absolutely have to focus on what's going to fall if you if you don't um, and just you know just hit the reset button really and I, I'm never far away from my notebook and pen it's like surgically attached most days <laughs> and just to kind of look at your to-do list again and rewrite it but just in the sort of order of priorities really and that's kind of how my I cope when I when I occasionally reach those points. Thank That's a really good way of dealing with it, and I think you know, just like almost like refocusing, isn't it? And like taking that time and that moment to say, right, okay, things are getting a bit too much. I'm going to write my list. Mm. I'm going to see what I can kind of dish yeah, out. And exactly. Yeah, going through the to-do list again and seeing right who you know who could help me with that. Mm. And and that's what I'm, I'm doing a lot more right now. Oh, feels good. Nothing better. Good tick. Oh, <laughs> oh no, sometimes yeah, full on crossing yeah. all the way through it. No ticking. So so obliterate it because I've sorted it. <laughs> <laughs> Safe space. Who's ever added a task to their task list that they've actually already completed just to cross it off? Oh no, but I'm good enough. Uh, it's amazing. It's oh, amazing. I'm, I'm so doing that. Instant gratification. Instant. There, if you want to feel productive, think, well, what have I done? No, this then morning? you will be. That's styling it out. That's totally styling it out, isn't it? Look at me. I'm going to just say, I've done that. Hey. Got up. Yeah. Showered. Yeah. Tick. yeah. So there's the styling it out in the way that we've talked about it in terms of how we rejuvenate ourselves how we get back to 100% capacity you know with that mobile phone charge that you were talking about um to some people it can make a massive difference in terms of how they develop how they grow when we came to the living plus conference the living proof event there were some really striking examples of where it really 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 does matter katie for instance yes um and her journey around how she uses her outlet her styling it out to make a massive change to life yeah tell us a bit about that um yeah i, I think you take someone like katie and there are there are others as well who um 
find themselves in incredibly difficult circumstances. Mm. Um, you, these are young people that, that you know, Katie's circumstances where, by her very own um, description, she said that she was she was in a really toxic environment with her family. Um, her only kind of route, it appeared, was um, into drug and alcoholism, mm. um, abuse, you know, all sorts of things that we don't want to imagine at all, but are very prevalent in life, and, and certainly in the life that in the lives that, that we see with the work that we do. Um, and Katie um, loved to sing, and she came to um, live in one of our supported um, schemes and work very much with with our staff who identified that and identified that Katie had this um, happy place I guess which was around singing and helped Katie and helped her to kind of really understand who she was and to regain this sort of social purpose and to understand that there was so much more that was available for her mm. and so many opportunities and chances that she could have and as a result of that now um katie is kind of well she's fabulous you know she's she's out there openly singing she does open mic nights she's got her own place she drives a car she's and becomes a mentor now for some of our other young people wow. um so and we've got other stories like that there's alex the young guy who's his styling it out his happy place again similar background to Katie but with real enduring mental health issues that he was experiencing um, he runs and um, you know he's part of a running club and and he's now mentoring young people and coaching them in running and you know that's his place as well mm-hmm. so I think it just shows that there um, we all have something in us and no matter how I suppose how difficult and how dark our lives can get at times and it's all relative Mm. you know some people's lives are darker than others some people really experience things you never would want them to but others of us just have challenges at a time in our lives and if there's something there that is that's yours that helps you that you can cling on to that creates your uniqueness and makes you you and helps you then that to me is what standing out is all about love that Love that. I think it's a lovely subject to talk around because you can get in your own head and you can think, I need a bit more of of this. Um, But I think you can also see its power of changing lives, can't you? And I think think that's... I know we're having a little bit of a laugh and a joke around this, but the reason we're even talking around this is because you see the power of styling it out and, and, and actually trying to help people understand... Their ability to help themselves. Mm. Yeah. Now that that's very easy to say. <laughs> it's very easy to say when you know got a very privileged life and mm. you know minor minor problems. But um, when you're really in that situation and and the wheels fall off, like the Katie situation, how do you even begin to think about styling it out? How do you even start to think about helping yourself and being selfish? Yeah. I did. It's hard when you say it like that. You're absolutely right. It seems a mammoth task, doesn't it? And and in that sense, dying out sounds very glib, but it, it it's not. It's you know you've got to start somewhere, and you know um, sometimes it is it's purely something that we can do ourselves. I mean, in, in the instance of. of guys like Katie she needed help and support because you know she it was so entrenched the difficulties that she was having so but then once you've got that support and you've got somebody helping you and guiding you and seeing that you've got a purpose and seeing that there are opportunities then then you can start making kind of judgments for yourself and you can Mm -hmm. start making choices for yourself and you can start being that bit selfish but only when you can see that clear path Um, and for me the styling it out bit is the 
getting that clear path. So when I take that breath and go, no, I'm just going to style this out. Um, I was going to swear then actually, but um, anyway, when I um, well I won't, but um, that when I do that, that's that that's that 15 second breath, I guess, or longer if you need it, that gives you that. No, you know, come on, you can do this. You can you can style this out, and and it, it is it is relative. And you know, for Katie, I'm sure when she was in her darkest moments, the last thing that she thought was, I'm going to style this out. But I would imagine now, if she's reflecting on where she was, she would probably say, Yeah, actually, there was something in her. It probably wasn't that phrase, but there was something in her that yeah. said, Okay, come on, enough's enough now. Enough's enough. There, there's got to be something here. I don't want this anymore. This is not the life I want. There's something else there out there for me, and and you know I want to change. And whether that's asking for help to get it, or whether that's her seeing it herself and trying to strive for it. But that's the bit of no. Come on, and you know. And I'm very lucky, as you said, Tana, that I'm privileged that I've never had that extent of difficulty or trauma. Um, but it is relative, and at times that I have seen adversity in my own life then you know it's yeah come on you can start this out I've spoken before about the ill health that I've had and stuff and then that's when it's been for me when I've felt really low and really dark and sort of like wow it's been no come on you can absolutely start this out and yeah and it's kind of gives me a bit of a kick in a weird kind of perverse way of yeah I can actually I want to show you that Mm. like come on yeah, mm, you might be making me ill, whoever you are, but I'm going to style this out now. <laughs> I think that that I think it's really important. You said it. We're all we're all the measurement of our own bad times, good times. Mm. You know, everything is relative, and um, sometimes I feel embarrassed that I get myself into a situation where things feel overwhelming mm. uh, because they shouldn't. Mm. You know, because I'm I'm no Katie. <laughs> you know, like you know, how's Katie doing it, and I'm struggling with her an email list of, you know, 50 emails to do type thing. But I think it is that relative. It's all relative. Everyone's got their own kind of battles, be it big or small. And um, like you say, everyone else has got their own way of styling it out. It means something Mm. different to everybody. Yeah, it does. It does. And and it's all about capacity as well, isn't it? Because it may be that you've got 100 emails or 300 emails or whatever and they're freaking you out and you think, oh, come on, really? But there'll be there's probably a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on around yes. that as well yeah. that means that that's just the very top of a, a very big mountain or, you know, it's the icing on a very mouldy cake. You know, because, <laughs> you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on around you and you just got to... It, it's it's okay. It's okay to say I'm not okay, and as we've said before, and it's okay to say I need to style it out, and it's okay to say you know no, I just need to put my lipstick on here and smile. You made me feel better about my email list now. So there's <laughs> <laughs> me mouldy cake underneath. Well, it is, it is, it is. It's that whole thing. We all have we have a lot of stuff to deal with. Yeah, we we do. Life isn't that simple it should no. be we should try and make it more simple yeah, shouldn't we, we, should. we should. Um, and I think that's the point isn't it this technology technological age that you very much know about yeah. is it, it adds to that pressure and stress you know my my stepdaughter who I adore and you know she's fabulous and I look at her and I think my god she's got so much going on but you know the amount of times I've heard her say the word stress you know and and in her life and stuff that that when I was her age I don't think I don't think I even knew the word stress Mm. but I think now the kind of the need for everything immediately for now for for decisions for this to look this way to act that way to be that way to get there to do this you know it's just something that's symptomatic isn't it uber is a classic isn't it we now we've got to press a button and it's got to be there now immediately but it's not why is it not and then we get in stress because it's not there why are you not there Mm. when are you coming 
Mm-hmm. When are you taking me to where I need to be? Because I need to be somewhere else before I even get there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so true. Oh, and it's no wonder that we just need to breathe. And I'm the worst for that. I run around like a loony. Just a little note on that generation thing and this young, younger generation coming through. So we ran some training uh, a week ago and a girl got there early to the training, 20, 19-year-old girl that was a, a manager at a restaurant. And um, she arrived early to the training and we said, um, oh, welcome, you're here early. She's like, oh, I didn't think I was actually going to make it. I actually phoned up and said uh, I probably wasn't going to make it today because um, I've been really busy. I'm, my mental health isn't very good, uh, but I'm really chuffed I'm here and I'm uh, going to have a really throw myself into it. This was a 19-year-old, and I, I've got to be honest, it took my breath away a little bit when she, she said my mental health hasn't been very good, almost like I had a bit of a cold. Yeah, you know, good honor, good honor. My generation, like uh, that, I see that as this huge crack, uh, you know, in my personality, in my strength. If I ever said anything like that, Um, so maybe there is a glimmer of hope of this next generation coming through that they're more aware, Mm. more accepting, more accepting, yeah, much more accepting. And and maybe this style it out thing with the next generation, there might be this opportunity where they. They're buying into this already, or they're already doing it. Oh, no, definitely. Um, And you're very aware, Simon, that um, I I wrote an article um, about styling it out, and uh, my stepdaughter, who is, you know, 20-odd, read it and just immediately said, oh, my God, that just means so much to me. I can just exactly see what you're saying. I get that. I understand that. Uh, It just resonates with me. And you think, yeah, I think... That, the kind of millennial if you want to label and target which I really don't like doing but if you want to label something then she I think and her generation just are much more able to accept and kind of say yeah you know that's not good and this isn't good and I'm struggling mm. and I need help and yeah you know I've got mental health issues we would never do that and you know I think society is, is interested in that sense it's not help though by things like um, I remember um, you know, things like insurance programs and this kind of thing and you know if you if you admit that you have had any kind of episode of mental illness and stuff then you know your premiums go through the roof or they won't cover you or they won't do this so there still is these stigmas that we've got to break down in society today so it's just it's it's ridiculous yeah. um, and so you hope that as the younger generation get older and they start to have to do more kind of practical stuff like filling out boring insurance documents and stuff that then they don't feel that they don't lose that freeness and mm. that ability to say, I've got a cold mm. forward slash mental health issues. Yeah. You know, you, you, <laughs> yeah. you kind of help that they will still continue to do that mm. and that society doesn't start to bound them with the same sort of filters that, that we've got. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So... On that, so this has been fantastic, really, really good. And I think for me, we know style it out, but even this conversation, like, it keeps adding a little bit more. You know, it keeps getting bigger, doesn't it? Mm. What it actually means, and I love that about it. Um, so the idea of this is, it's a podcast. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about uh, styling it out, but we're trying to bring in a different theme each time. So, and we can take this anywhere we want it to go. So if we next episode, where do we want to take this? If we really wanted to dig into an area that would be challenging and and we could really try and explore and unpick what would that be i don't know is it kind of could we take styling it out to a group of people and understand 
their views on it maybe and see if we're right maybe test some of our thinking you know i don't know generational stuff as we've said um kind of younger generation kind of you know later life um what's their styling it out is there a styling it out once you've explained it to them and to see whether they get it and you know people I think in, in all walks of life and um, challenging all, facing all sorts of challenges, does styling it out, do they, they understand it? Do they even know that they've got it? And, as, and if, can we draw yeah. it out of them almost and sort of... Yeah. I think that'd be like the roadshow, actually, yeah. sort of take it out. Of it. So I think, yeah, so I don't think... So it's very obvious when you love painting. Mm. Uh, you, you went to the craft place quite quickly. You said trips, mm. but it was like... Um, lots of different things. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, I hope it doesn't come to me because I'm not 100% sure where mine is. And I think a lot of people are probably in my camp where they don't have that obvious passion. Mm. Um, so they don't know where to maybe invest that time to make themselves feel better. Um, but it'd be really interesting to figure out a little dynamic where we could disguise this as in what's the thing you love the most yeah I think that's how you'd have to describe it because I think that something like painting then is obvious isn't it and crafts and you know and and, or a sport is obvious but you know other people it could well be reading and of course they Mm -hmm. might not feel that that's big enough or glamorous enough or you know but of course it is it's their it's 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 their thing thing. it's their thing it's what's important to them so I think you're right it's how we phrase that and then almost coming back to and that's how you style it out you know you sit you read you lose yourself in that book you become part of that character and it takes you away from your everyday and and to somebody they probably think well you know that's great but to them they're just reading a book but actually are they if you really push and dig because mm. do they come back out of that book feeling okay yeah book closed i can now go and do what i need to do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>